Hi everyone, Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean, hi. This is TVI. I, f- I said it the wrong way around. Normally I say you welcome back to TVI and then we say our names. If it's the first time ever I've just said our names. It's good to, it's good to keep them guessing, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we've really, just, we've really missed it out this week. <laughs> just by saying some words <laughs> a different order. We like to reinvent ourselves. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's why they like call Madonna. The, the Madonna of podcasts. Uh, welcome back. Um, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode of Jimmy James Jones. This week's episode, we're joined by Vic Slayton, who's a very funny woman. She um, she does a podcast. She's a stand-up. Uh, she's yeah. She's you're you're gonna really like her. Uh, we chat about haircuts, pints in pubs, all the new shit, mate. That's going down. Nicholas Cage. And we did chat about Nicholas Cage at length. We talk about Brad Pitt. And I think we both de- declare und- he's, he's so good looking, isn't he? When's it gonna When's 10. it gonna stop though? Do you reckon? What age are you gonna get to when you suddenly go? Oh, he's lost it now. He'll have to decompose for a while. <laughs> It'll be like dead to for get eight. to my <laughs> standards <laughs> <laughs> to get on the same level as me. <laughs> um, but anyway, we talk about a bunch of stuff, is what I'm saying, and uh, you're gonna enjoy it a lot. So kick back. Thanks to all our new patrons. Yeah. And- um, and yeah, old because, patrons. Yeah, that was nice. And old ones, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old loyal ones. All loyal. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> you're, just, you're just thanking some nice people on the internet, mate. Love you all. Well, yeah, we, 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 we literally love you. <laughs> I mean, I'm falling in love with you. <laughs> I fell for you. <laughs> Ah, oh, there you go. Sign up to Patreon for some more of that creepy shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that should be a new perk or a new tier on Patreon. You get a certain I, amount. Julian <laughs> falls in love with you at tier six. <laughs> I'm just head over heels. Ah, oh, there we go. Just got a little spring in my step. <laughs> Can't think about anyone else, man. Uh, banging on about you lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why don't you all you know, put your feet up, listen to us chat to Vic Slayton. Hi everyone, welcome back to TVI, episode 109. We're saying the numbers now, it's a new thing we've we've, we've, we've added after 108 episodes, we finally thought, oh we should say the number of the episode, this is fun it's isn't good it? good idea. Um, we're joined by Vic Slayton, comedian, podcaster, uh, the f- person who went to the hairdressers on day one when they opened. Yeah, I didn't even have an appointment. I just rocked up. We can talk about that. How um, broke in? Yeah. <laughs> did you um, do it yourself? How did By that work? sheer force of personality. <laughs> did you genuinely? How, how did you convince them to? Well, I mean, were they not full? Um. Yeah, they were. I thought I had an appointment. Right, someone my, out of the chair. My organisational <laughs> skills are appalling, and I just basically it, it doesn't make me sound like a good person. I had a bit of a tantrum about yes. it because i think it was my cock up but they that, weren't sure if it was mine or the, theirs is, and i played into that advantage oh. quite hard <laughs> i once i got i think i don't know if i've said it on here i once got out of uh so much like money like that i was i got a phone bill uh, i went to dubai about 10 years ago to do some gigs i left like my i left i did, it didn't turn roaming off i left my voicemail on i did all the things that back then before they sort of sorted out you know you can't they, they've sort of limited the they've capped how much you can get charged before you get a phone call saying you're being charged loads of money and uh i got a phone bill for like 1300 pounds when i got back to the uk and it was one of the moments where i was just like oh my god and on my on basically on my phone bill there was loads of these like numbers and it turned out they were voicemails where you know somebody left me a two minute voicemail i then listened to it so that I it charged it basically charged like me twice for each time that it was left and I listened whatever. Were they good the voicemails? Were they worth it? Like, do you know? And I got a couple of ones where like it was basically an accidental call from my, my dad, which used to have a habit of accidentally ringing me. Just pocket anyway, dolls, yeah. like, <laughs> like a, a seven-minute call that cost like forty quid or something. 
So I called up and I, and I just I didn't recognize what the numbers were. So I called up and I was like, this is disgusting. I didn't call these numbers. And, and like, that was just, 40 quid. <laughs> but I, just, I, I went off of them uh, and they just they took loads of the money off. And then later I found out it was actually my fault. <laughs> but it's that thing of pure. Sometimes if you're so like if you act so convinced that you're right, you can actually blag it, even if you are absolutely I in the wrong. I genuinely believed that I had an appointment and then I checked the booking and I was like, no, no, it is for next Monday. Oh, God. <laughs> I felt terrible. But I if you got, I mean, you got away with it now. You, all right, feeling <laughs> terrible is allowed, but you got away with it. So I think you just got to just, you know, the worst is when you, have you ever done that where you're so convinced you're right and you're like, no, and then you check it in front of them and you're like, like right, you are, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is embarrassing. I did but, that on... Um, um, on Twitter, it's I risky. Know. It's risky to have a tantrum over hearsay because they can Why? they can do some damage. Like, oh, so a hairdresser doesn't That's true, like actually. you. It was a it, that felt high stakes because I was sat in the chair and he was being nice that, to me and I was like, point. "Are you gonna put yeah. too much bleach on this? Am I having Jerry Halliwell? What's going they on?" Just skinned <laughs> it they can to completely shave fuck you up, can't they? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Just go, oh, sorry, you don't like it. <laughs> just like let you walk off. Yeah. Just show, show you the back with a mirror and they've just written the word cunt in your in her hair. <laughs> you're, um, you're crying, calculating yeah. the tip. It's lovely, thank you. Um, I, I did a... I did a tweet once that went, it got loads of shares because I think it really hit a nerve with people, but it was based on something that happened to me. It wasn't me, luckily. I was the other person. But one of my favourite ones is, have you ever had somebody accuse you of being in their seat on the train and they're like I've res- this is my seat I've reserved it yeah and uh and I was like I'm pretty sure it's my seat actually and they were like no no it's I've it's I've got C25 whatever and I got my ticket out and it was like right I'm in carriage C and I'm in this seat I was like it's definitely not. I mean it says it on my thing they might they must have double printed it and then the person went well yeah must have maybe and they got their ticket out and they, they it just was just a different carriage and I went I know you're in you're in E, you're two carriages up. And you could see the moment they realised they'd embarrassed themselves in front of like fifty people. Now I was like, fuck off. No, but I was just played it so like, no, don't worry about it. You know, it's easy to make these mistakes uh, and just watch them just walk up so ashamed. And honestly, I fucking I felt like a king, uh, mate. That is That's the best case scenario when oh. you know you're right. And it's like, yeah, come on. Yeah. yeah Dig yeah. your own grave. Oh, I I'm, loved I'm it. Here for it. Mm. Oh. I'm enjoying that anecdote. I wasn't even there. Just it is exciting, isn't it? Because it's funny, it's watching that when you're watching it with some. It's always quite an awkward chat, isn't it? Because you're like, oh, he's going to give way. We had and somebody... it's the pantomime before where they hope that you realise. So they're yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. the ticket really dramatically, then looking at your seat, looking at you, yeah, looking yeah. at the ticket, hoping you take the hint and you don't. You just resolutely hold that. Oh, I've been on the other side of that before, though, at the UFC once. This, uh, this couple were like, oh, that's our set. I was like, it's not. And I was like getting my ticket out for it. It was exactly the same. But I was the other guy. Oh, I didn't man. mind that. I weren't like I weren't ashamed. I'm always uh, wrong anyway, so it's yeah. cool. <laughs> I feel more comfortable being wrong. <laughs> That's more like my safe place. Time. That's my home. Yeah. Oh, if you man. got upset every time you were wrong, you'd just never be happy. Exactly. That's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> um so how was how was it going to a hairdresser's after? When's the last time you had a a, a, a professional haircut prior to this October which is quite a long time for me because uh, this will surprise you I am not a naturopath <laughs> right. so, so what were you doing yeah, in, was... in the in the interim just crying hoping for right. the best <laughs> okay, cool. did you ever go to the chemist and get some dye yourself and do it no I've got I've gone wrong so often doing that really? I am not it's qualified a dangerous, to do that it's job. a dangerous way isn't it I suppose so how yeah. often do you get your hair done? Like once every six weeks or something? Yeah, six or eight weeks normally. So. It's a big old outgoing for some people, isn't it? When like my sister has it done like once a month. Yeah, it's like, much, like, do you about like not... 120 quid. Is it? Is yeah, it, it's more or less. At least a car. Yeah, don't, you don't have to say the exact <laughs> figure, but is that roughly like, is it? Is it? Is it over 100 pounds to get a haircut? What's a... the exact yeah. figure? Well, have you got the receipt? I um, think my highlights for this were 88 because right. he only did and I keep calling it the money shot and it's not he did he did a haircut called the money oh that, it's a bit creamy colour because <laughs> 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 when he first suggested it he's like have you heard of this I was like how dare you yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no it just means 
um, highlights at the front. Right. It's for cheap people. That's fucking, that is so expensive. I forget, yeah, <laughs> I, I forget how much more expensive um, women's um, products and everything is. It's a piss take. Like, I, um, yeah, if it's I, pink, you're going to pay more for it, basically. I got annoyed with them. I got my hair cut last week and she's gone too short at a side. I, I, I was quite enjoying having quite sort of gentleman's hair. I think hair. it looks good, your hair, though. It's got like a, like it's got a, a wave nice creamy it, wave it? at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. it. It's um, it's all right, but the side. I was quite liking having a bit of hair on the sides and it sort of being like a bit of an old man's haircut. And when I stupidly pointed at a picture, like it wasn't the guy who did it last time. It was really good. Um, it was like it's another, a, a woman who worked there that like I'd, I'd not met before, and um, and she just went like, "How do you like it?" And I was like, "Well, you know, I've got this side part, and it's just yeah. If you can just take the back and sides in, and then bit off the top." And then I saw there was a picture of a guy roughly with it on the wall. And I went, oh, just like that guy. And the problem is that guy like was like a, his was a bit tight Jimmy as Savile. well. <laughs> and she just, she almost like, his was much shorter than I actually wanted, but yeah, it was roughly the same idea. And she just ended up copying it to the letter. So it's again, it is my fault for saying like that picture. Because I thought she'd just take the picture as inspiration. Like that dreamboat on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. They look like that hunk. <laughs> He's so handsome. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not in love with it at the minute. But you know, it was only thirty dollars, which is probably about seventeen pounds English money. I think it looks good. Your hair, though, it's just sometimes you have it like you're not used to it. Yeah, but I don't like it too short at the sides and back. No, it's um. We are. We have got. We've got the same sort of. Our hairs go opposite directions. I've just realised. Me and Julian have got like mirror haircuts. Oh yeah, negative. Yeah, it's not a choice. Like, it's you not dark. A... Your light. I've, yeah. I've got a bit more grey than it looks on this screen. Like because I pet up, up sharpie it before the toilet. <laughs> like there's a there is a bit more grey there and there. And someone asked me if I dyed the grey. Like I make the bits grey. Once like, I've had a few people ask if this is if I put a little grey. I want to add a couple of years. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've had people ask if, if my hair is if I dye mine grey. It's like what the f- who the f- who dyes their hair grey? Who's thinking? I just want to add there a few years. There was a bit years of a trend my... though a few years ago, wasn't there? Like a lot but of yeah. that, that was that metallic sort of white though, wasn't it? It didn't yeah. look like it. Obviously looked like you, a lot of like you'd see like loads of young women like sort of in their twenties with this metallic grey hair. Yeah, and, um, yeah. It looks cool on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But bit um, of a blue rinse. So yeah, that's, well, that's what I think. Mine yeah. looks a little bit like I've had a bit of a blue rinse, but it's just natural. I'm just naturally I've got a blue Stunge rinse. Under one of those, I wonder one of those old women hairdressers. With a foil on my head, <laughs> reading woman's own. <laughs> um, so, so hairdressers are open. Have you been yes. to a pub yet to have a drink? Straight after the hairdresser. Really, you did a double whammy. <laughs> I've booked all over London. I bet I've they gave you a drink there. in the hairdressers, didn't they? They offered, but again, I'd, I'd made a fuss, so I didn't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, no, thank you. <laughs> You're going to dip your knob in this, and I deserve it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Inadvertently <laughs> rude. I've never Overwhelmed had with excitement. Did you? Would you normally have a drink in hairdressers? Yeah. I don't choose my hairdressers for the booze options, but it is part of my consideration. Yeah, I mean, because that would be <laughs> fucking mental. I don't care. I don't. I don't care how they do the hair, mate. They just got fucking Peroni on tap. So <laughs> do what you want. Oh yeah, I'm getting my hair cut. Yeah, you do whatever. Yeah. Two hours in. Stop me up. Cut it all off. Cut it yeah, all off. Let's be daring. I'm a chaser. I've never. I've never accepted the the beer. Like when I sort of the the beer thing came in probably for the last few years when I had hair previously, when before I shaved it. And then I just never got on board with the having a beer. I was like, I'm here to get a haircut. I'm not having a, I'm not I'm not socialising, you know what I mean? There's also something weird about just I've n I have I do not you know, if I'm having a beer at home, I'm not gonna sit in front of the mirror and stare at myself oh, for like half an hour. It takes the it? edge off though. What, are just, you ever more unattractive than you are when you're sitting in a barber's mirror with the overhead light on? It, I was lit, horrified. It? Right. I, just I wanted a make... cape that covered I my whole think. face. I needed some kind of filter. We have a, we <laughs> have a filter just my hair mirror, please. Why do, yeah, you'd think, why do they have a... They, 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 they're cutting your hair. The mirror's got to be just for you, right? So yeah, I'd be... I, I don't I, want it. No, Delicious. I'd say there should be one seat in the hairdressers where there's no mirror 
for the person that goes, I don't want to look at myself while it's happening. You you do it. I trust you. Show me it at the end. Yeah. Like I'd, yeah. I'd be cool with that. I think it's to make hairdressers look bigger as well, though. Because it's, <laughs> like like it's like quite a modern thing. Fairground. <laughs> <laughs> what do you no, mean look mirrors bigger? make rooms look bigger. Oh, oh yeah. I see. Yeah, I thought yeah, you meant yeah. the actual but the the, head, the person cutting your hair. You wanted them to look yeah. bigger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah you're too small to do a good job can you yeah. i reckon yeah it must be i don't know it's obviously i don't know it must be something to do with head they must need them because otherwise that does seem like an unnecessary well it makes sense i guess you can see what they're doing and like you know it makes sense I don't to see. if they didn't have mirrors we'd probably be saying they sh- why haven't they got fucking mirrors do you know what i mean you reckon but no but even you can yeah. see what they're doing no one's ever stopped a hairdresser like halfway through have they like no one's ever gone i bet yeah. they have whoa I, <laughs> go easy yeah. mate i i did do that once um because he was cutting it too short and his comeback right. was it looks shorter than it is it's like but i, I don't care how it looks <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the only requirement close your eyes and run your hand that's through and just i don't want it at like... a length other than the reason that how it looks <laughs> what are you talking about there's no other reason there's no reason to have a haircut it's not my religion to, to have better. four inches um <laughs> it looks shorter than it is i was like i don't know no. <laughs> my friend had recommended this hairdresser and she was having a great time next to me like having the works done yeah. i was choking back tears Oh, no. I only just moved to London, so it felt like just one more reason why moving to London was a shit idea. It was like, yeah. I miss my home. I miss my hairdressers. I miss friends that gave me good advice. Oh, and yeah, I sat and wept in the pub. I, in I, had, a barber, after the I had a barber. <laughs> I still tipped. Cut because... my lip the other day, like before, between lockdowns. Yeah. Going, you know when they're doing the cutthroat just around there? I hate that. I don't want yeah. them to do I it. Really, like, I really, I like, I really like that. Right on the Adam's apple, I'm going, and I'm fucking being, I'm just petrified. I hate it. Yeah. And then, and then he's going around my lip with it for some reason. And then he cut me and it bled. And I went, fucking, well, I said something quite like, <laughs> I was like, watch what you're doing. Like that. <laughs> I'm just so scared. I ended up just snapping a little bit. And I went easy, mate. I went easy, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then he started having it like, it was uh, like quite a hot blooded kind of Italian guy. It was funny. He was a funny guy, but he kind of, that was you. You moved like you wouldn't. No. It was just my fault. Don't blame take, the victim. Yeah, you've got to take responsibility <laughs> there. If you're the guy cutting the hair, that's your job to not cut the person. <laughs> Literally know, one of the only cut. things you've got to do, make sure you don't do. I think one of them cut my ear once as well. I just get scared with that cut throat, especially of the Adam's apple bit. I think they're going to just shave There's it off. There's a lot that can go wrong there. That's it could just clip dangerous. that though, can't it? Have you, never, have you ever had a clean shave? Like a proper wet? shave I, ne- I never have no oh, it's, it's so nice it is you feel like sort they of put like a hot thing around you, all it that i've had the full work <laughs> <laughs> throw you in a bin <laughs> but i uh you feel honestly it's one of them old-fashioned things like that makes you feel you just feel like I, like a gangster time. yeah you feel like yeah. al capone must have been what they felt like in the 40s you know what i mean that's like you're some sort of Hollywood heartthrob. I love it, mate. Just like Rock Hudson or some shit. You're just getting, getting his shade. haircut in Lambeth. Oh man. <laughs> but what I just um because yeah, you know, I have when I've had I've had beards in the past. I, I always found like I, that where they cut the line of the beard is very um like I've had ones wonky as shit just by like you know so like I'm always a bit dubious where like where them going below the below the head do you know what i mean keep 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 the front of the face keep, that i'll take i'll take yeah. i'll look after that thing when, when i first had a beard i was um i got i went to the barbers and just to get it tidied up and he said what number i was like i don't know like two do you reckon yeah and he did it a two but i didn't realize i short i just walked out like george michael <laughs> Like a like a shadow. It was like it was just way too short. I was down Pop on your <laughs> denim jacket collar up. And... <laughs> you gotta have the baby. It was like such. It was so tight to my face. Oh man. It's like dark, like a like Fred Flintstone. It was wearing you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So talk us through your first drink in a pub. Then how was that? Did you so get good. fucked up? 
yeah you forget pub pints are different Oh. And the pace is the bathroom drinking like lockdown. <laughs> yeah, 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 shower beer. There's <laughs> less crying in with pub pints. Oh, there was, yeah, yeah. At the start there was, but by point number eight. Yeah. <laughs> barely coherent. It's, I and we this, did was on, this was on Monday, was it? Yeah, it was the least Monday of Mondays. So the pub I opened the normally. Off. <laughs> so it opened at eleven a.m. Did it normally? I think our pub opened at four and we had our booking at four. So four PM, I, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And then we four we could only book for two hours. <laughs> so then we had another oh. booking fifteen minutes later. So we had to go across to another pub to Oh to really? Oh that is excellent. Well, I, um... It's limited time, is it, in pubs at the moment? Well, I think they just want to keep the tables turning over. Yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. gonna sit there all night nursing two pints they're not going to get the right amount of money for what they need because outside yes. space isn't the biggest bit of the pub. So I yeah, think yeah, they'd yeah. rather turn it over. I mean, yeah. you can go and sit in a park, can't you, and get some, like, drink and stuff. Get some like, cans. And sit with the Polish get guys on the bench. In. <laughs> that's, been our, that's been the, nice, hasn't it? With a bit of rope for a belt, you know what I mean? It's all right. Shopping trolley. There's a group Carrying of guys. your little gin and tonic tin round, calling it exercise, and the police yeah. approach you. Exactly. It's like there is. There's a group of guys uh, who drink in Harlesden, um, just at the end, like sort of about 200 meters from where I live, and they um, they just they've just like got this. They've got a cracking bench set up. You know what I mean? The same same group. Like there's a big group of them that sort of it's a revolving group. Normally there's about six to eight of them. And uh, they just sit near the like at next on the benches next to the clock tower in Harlesden, and like they they always look like they're having the best time. Like genuinely, they're the only people I've ever seen that make just sort of being a bit of a you know a bit of a hobo on a bench drinking. They make Singing it look around so like good. An oil drum and stuff, acapella in. <laughs> but they're just it's a real like it's a real mix of people. There's a few like guys who are, like from the West Indies. There's like a few Irish ones. There's a there's a couple of younger weird like they're the ones that are a bit more sort of like you could tell could cause a bit of trouble but they're just like they always are having such a laugh like and you know peak lockdowns they didn't give a shit they weren't there was no mask. you know they were just no masks nothing mate they weren't they didn't even know the pandemic was happening they were just a group of guys just getting pissed on a bench and every time i walk past them i was like i'd love to just join them for a while <laughs> Just what do you reckon one you do join? That's, do they have to invite you? seven you, years. Like, yeah. yeah. I reckon it's like Soho House. You've got to get recommended to join. <laughs> Two referees. Yeah. It's a thousand pounds a month membership. <laughs> yeah, they're probably all secretly loaded. It's just yeah. how they want to live their lives. There are a group yeah. like that in Walthamstow that all had wine glasses. They were out of home. They're in the square. They had red wine. They, one of them went to use somebody else's house to go to the toilet and clearly fell asleep in the toilet. Oh, no. Because there was a lot of hubbub in the group oh. that she had the only key. And so he'd gone and knocked on the door <laughs> and hadn't been let into oh, his own God. home. And then she came out, bold's brass, and claimed she'd gone to her own house and had never been in there. I disagree. No, she got red wine drunk and she fell asleep on his toilet. That I is... loved it. It's amazing. <laughs> One of my favourite ever finding a friend asleep drunk was uh, me and my mates. There was three of us. Were we went to my mates in New Malden, and we we were only like I think I reckon we were probably eighteen or nineteen at the time, and we just we drank. We'd already been drinking loads of beer in the pub. We got back to my mates, and we from the off license we bought a, a bottle of Southern Comfort. And we just were drinking oh, no. it neat. So we were already battered and we we just did a bottle of Southern Comfort within about half an hour, just neat, the three of us. And so we were steaming. And my mate Daniel just went, I'm going to the toilet. So it was upstairs, the toilet was, and just disappeared. Like, I'm talking like, I reckon 15 minutes passed before we were like, he hasn't come back. Like, should one of us check on him? And I went up the stairs and he, he was just like, the top of the stairs, the bathroom door was maybe six to eight foot away from you so that was the, that was all the, that was the walking distance from the top of the stairs he was just face down out for the count on the floor there hadn't even made it to the toilet just proper Amazing. just just had got to the top of the stairs knackered and just lay on the floor and just passed out Fucking, i love it i fell asleep in a shower once i'd just been out on it like i was at someone's house <laughs> and i had a shower and like i just fell asleep like i just ended up like just like being so 
but I'd been I'd been up for like forty hours or you know when you're just on it all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I, I think they like carried me to the bed or something. Yeah. And like, and I remember waking up like about two days later in the bed, just thinking they, like I was naked and that. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just embarrassing. <laughs> big yeah. old dick. No, really. But, um... My favourite. Um, I met somebody out on a night out, and I just moved into this amazing new house. And I was really excited about it, so I legitimately took him home to see my new kitchen. So I, was, I told him a lot about it. Okay. In my head, that was what was happening. Yeah, yeah. And I brought him back and sat him in the living room, went to make a cup of tea for myself, forgot about him, and oh, just went to bed. <laughs> Made my cup of tea. So you met a guy there. where in a in a in a pub a, in a bar on a night out in a and bar, yeah. and you said you want to come and see my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, and he and he thinks I'm in there. Of amazing. course he does. I that know, is, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, yeah, you know, fair enough. To the be oldest, honest. oldest uh, euphemism in the book. That do you want to see my, <laughs> my kitchen? kitchen. <laughs> it's amazing. And um, yeah, put myself to bed. Um, my housemate woke me up a few hours later. She was like, "There's a guy." Oh God. Because what's the um, you're looking yeah. around your kitchen? Wow, yeah, nice, nice size. He's measuring up, he's getting the sizes what for his own just, kitchen. He's got a tape me. measure like, out and taking photos. He's stolen the kitchen. <laughs> went downstairs in my pajamas, they weren't sexy ones, just pajamas. And I was like, Look, mate, um, you can come and get in the bed and sleep, but that's all that's happening, or you're just gonna have to go home. It's oh, um, yeah. nice of you, though. It's nice of you to offer that, but like, I mean, yeah, it's that funny he thing that he, he waited. I mean, he probably would have still thought he was in there if you said you can come to bed. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, nothing's gonna happen. And talk You've about my kitchen. <laughs> no, we we did. He, he he fell asleep beside me, tucked in like Bert and Ernie. We watched a bit oh. of breakfast telly in the morning, and um, he went off on his way. Didn't exchange numbers. I. Don't think yeah. we've exchanged names. That's, <laughs> that's, I mean, a, that's a lovely evening doing that, it though, is. isn't it? Made, yeah. made a friend, made him some toast. It was, yeah, it was a very weird experience. Yeah. Um, a very real introduction to me by my new housemates. This is the person I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, um, yeah, it's a weird one, actually. I, I, I've, have you ever lived in a shared house, Julian? I don't, you probably haven't, have you? I haven't in Edinburgh, obviously. Yeah, uh, Edinburgh. Yeah, Edinburgh's That's different. That's my taster of it. Yeah, it's. I've only ever done it once, and it was like with two old mates, and I, I just didn't like it. It wasn't. I couldn't. I don't know. There's that something about living with, you know, Pete. Like it's, it's different living with a partner, isn't it? Because you know, you're the the investment you've got in living together is that you know it's your own place and you're in love and all that. Whereas like, I think living with just a couple of mates that anything that's done for convenience in this world is tends to be a bit annoying. Yeah. Ultimately I find. So I remember me and my mates, like we just got, you know, you just start getting shitty with each other over tedious like, house admin and, you know, sort of the, yeah, it just, it, I, it ended up, we ended up moving out from it because we were like, this is going to negatively affect our friendship. So we're actually, we'd rather not. Was that in, in Blackheath when you lived in yeah, Blackheath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, Where did you live in Blackheath? I lived. What's the road that runs from the village down to Lewisham? Oh, Belmont Hill. Yeah, I lived at the top of Belmont Hill, the village end. Oh, um, that's that's a nice little place though. It's just lovely. down the road. Yeah, it was. Um, it's, I really love Blackheath. Must... It did feel like the end of the world. Like if you're from being from Southwest London, Blackheath felt like we'd moved to like Colchester or something. It felt so yeah, far yeah, away. Yeah. Like I was... grew up in Greenwich and like Plumstead, mainly Greenwich from eight. So this is like my area anyway. It's like the nicest part of the borough, I guess. Yeah, a hundred percent. Where do you, you do you live in Walthamstow? Um, Limehouse. Limehouse. And what's that's where a are you nice? There? That's a nice area to live though. Where are you from? It's all right, Cardiff. So you can walk from one end of Cardiff to the other, and I still—it's been seven years. I still haven't got to grips with. Didn't you run a? Didn't you run a gig at Limehouse? Yeah, I did. Um, Live at Limehouse. (laughs) Um, In my local. Where where was that? And how come you didn't book me? We didn't know each other then, so I was just relying on favours. But yeah, I ran it all the way through the summer. We tried to do an outdoor gig in their beer garden, and uh, (laughs) there were complaints to the council made. And at one point a guy came down from the flats. We thought that the 
gate was locked, it wasn't, strode onto the stage area and just confronted Maureen Younger, oh, which God. was pretty wild. Over oh, no. what? The noise or her content? <laughs> the, the noise. Oh, okay. I, think, I, think, I think both, to be honest. And she that would be that some like heckle, a... in it? Imagine getting heckled by somebody who's not even at the gig. They just they thought you were yeah, shit and they live next up. door to the venue. <laughs> He just, yeah, he just strides <laughs> up. He goes, you need to turn it down. We're Heck all just his staring back at him. There's about 30 people all just staring at this guy. He's getting more and more het up about it. I don't know how to use the sound stuff. So oh, even though it's my gig, I was like, somebody else do something because I've got yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. here. So I just just stared into middle distance. Then wow. he used it. They use a particularly offensive phrase that I've never heard and called us all piss cunts. Now, piss I've cunt. never heard those <laughs> words together before. I haven't either, but it does, you know. It's, it's evocative. But um, yeah, then Maureen just did exactly the same as she was doing. But if I think louder. Yeah, yeah. That, I, that's, and uh, I, was yeah, I know Maureen well enough to know. She ain't going to back down on in that scenario. No. Of all the people that could have happened to, and it was like partly like, yeah, give it to him but yeah. also it was my venue and I had booked three more gigs there and it needed to not be yeah, shut down yeah. I mean it's only like an hour and a half two hour show anyway like shut up mate it's not yes. like it's a rave <laughs> early hours of the morning no is it? yeah it's not yeah it was, I you know it was I, like a really shit taskmaster then though in the break we were looking for things that would muffle the sounds so we were like pulling plant things apparently that absorbs sound cool. we had a parasol go in in case that captured the sound and stuff right. going upwards but... right, that's thoughtful of you though but that's it's his problem yeah. i bet it wasn't even that late was it like it was before like 11 or something wasn't it yeah it was all over by i think quarter to 10 but yes, yeah, people can... were just in a bad mood but yeah we locked that gate they have got all the crowds are going egg his windows <laughs> <laughs> he looked he looked a bit stabby oh did he <laughs> Yes. Like, he might have been on a mad come down or something. Well, that's it. He's probably just in a bad mood. I he always, might have been uh, in that little Soho house group in Wilston. <laughs> might be just coming down. And everyone was then trying to freak me out because I was so paranoid that he was going to turn up again that every time anyone's eyes sort of went behind me, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I got sh- I got um, shouted at in the street yesterday by um, a woman in a car. Uh, she and it is again it's that thing where sometimes you know when somebody gets angry with you it's easy to sort of either react badly or to think what a fucking wanker but actually I think a lot of the times it's probably what Julian said but it's like, or like you know where they're probably in a bad you know they're on a come down they're like you know they're probably just in a terrible mood and you've just happened to coincide with a moment they're having I am um, this woman was driving i was on a place I was, I was in a place of brunswick which is like a, a suburb of melbourne that's really like hip and trendy and i went up there sort of for, for some food and stuff and i was crossing the road and it was really slow moving traffic both sides and like so i just basically they, they're really they're very strict on jaywalking here it's actually a law it's not like the uk where you know sort of you you can walk across a road anywhere and no one's going to bat an eyelid isn't it but we i, I went to cross and she was just driving very slowly, so I just thought there's loads of room. I'll just walk in front of her car, and she sped up so that I so almost like so I so I then had she to walk. wanted to hit you. Well, yeah. So I then so I, so I had to walk behind her car, and as I went to walk behind her car, she, her window was open. She went, "There's a crossing up there. Fucking use it like that." <laughs> and I, it was so sort of aggressive that I burst out laughing because it was so like <laughs> caught me off guard. So like it wasn't threatening. I didn't take it like violently. I, it was, I just found it so funny that I started laughing as I walked behind her car and she could see me cracking up in her, wing, her rear view mirror. And she, was, she lost it. She was shouting out. I don't know what she was shouting out of her window, but just driving slowly away going, and then it was really funny. A car coming from the other side with the window open, the bloke just let out and went, fucking calm down. And I was like, calm down, calm down, Sheila. You could see she was apoplectic, mate. Like it it's was funny when people get annoyed, though, isn't it? It's the worst thing to do. Laugh, isn't it? Like, I know, yeah, uh, but I couldn't help funny. it because, like, it was such an overreaction to such a minor thing. I was literally could have like I, I even stopped when I could see that she was she wasn't gonna just let me walk out in front of her, even though what she was gonna make up an extra six foot in the next few seconds the way the slow moving traffic. So I just stopped and let her go in front. I thought I'll let her just go if she's gonna be like that. 
and just to, to <laughs> overreact and shout, there's a fucking cross up there, I can use it. People like, do take it out on like other people when they're in a bad mood though, don't absolutely. they? They're looking for something. Totally. They it's, need it. They need someone else to be an art, yeah. like to be angry at someone else. I presume she was in a desperate rush somewhere and that traffic was really killing her. You know, when you're stuck in traffic and there's nothing you can do and you've got two options. One is be that person or the other option is to sort of accept what's happening and go, well, I can't, I'm not going to speed it up by getting annoyed, am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's hard for some people. A lot of people find it very hard to accept what is happening to them at that moment. Do you know what I mean? I think I'm a yeah. bit of a hippie in that, you know, sometimes I like, I like, I really like that moment. Do you know, when you're running late and you're con- you're desperately trying to make something and then something else happens, you realize I'm just absolutely not going to make it on time. And then you just go, think, fuck it. You go and get a Lean coffee. In. <laughs> and then just even later, like you just resign to it. Uh, yeah. Just go I'm... to the cinema on the way. <laughs> I, was so cons- yeah. I was so consistently late in the job before last that people believed that I had agreed at 10 o'clock starting time. That, so that's the and thing. the rumor got round and just completely legitimized the whole thing. And so then I started coming in for 10 <laughs> or like quarter past. Because yeah, once quarter I've past been 10. <laughs> Next thing like, I think she's trying to renegotiate to 11. It was, it was just a proper urban <laughs> urban that I had agreed a different start time to other people. I hadn't. It was that's just ma- yeah, pure audacity. <laughs> what job do you do, Vic? <laughs> um, PR. What what sort so, of PR? You don't have uh, to answer. Is that too yeah, consumer finance PR? Very exciting. So finance. how does that work then? Oh, so you do the advertising for people want to target targeting consumers with their finance stuff? Um, well, I'm working. I'm at at the moment, um, which we'll probably should probably take out. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell. I'll based tell on you. the fact that uh, I'm with <laughs> and they. And do one. So yeah, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't, like, I don't like people to know that because then they get angry with me. Yeah. <laughs> we will, we will bro- block you out of saying that. Yeah, but yeah, we we'll block you out of saying. Yeah, yeah. just to yeah. make it more hassle in the edit. Sorry, <laughs> just media, just media. What we'll do yeah, is we'll, 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 quid co we'll, voucher codes. Yeah, like, we'll block the, the company codes. name and then just leave in me saying that I'm with a blank. Uh, and Let how people much guess. Like it's a fun game. Guess, guess guess the company that I'm guess with uh, And I only said I'm with. They don't even know it could be anything. It could be a bank, a utility, it could be anything. So which company am I with that I <laughs> think are oh, an absolute abomination? Ring yeah. Carl and listen to his voicemail. Is it on there? <laughs> um no. But um, I do ridiculous stuff. So eight out of ten cats, that's the kind of stuff I commission, like the nonsense um data that you know is is a bit flawed so right. i once did a consumer research piece about men's fashion and i think it came back that six percent of men claimed they didn't own a single shoe yes. <laughs> I mean, a single what shape no shoes shoe. <laughs> shoes like, they oh, ticked shoe. the box they didn't own shoes i don't yeah. know if they were just wrapping their feet in sanitape, tape but that was when i started to think maybe what i do is not credible yeah <laughs> it's not like peer-reviewed <laughs> science is it it's very no. much a like, I lie. I lie on most questionnaires anyway, just for a laugh. So I think. And me, I, I, t- I sometimes, even though it's a static thing, it's not sentient. I will tick things on like BuzzFeed. Like, have you seen these films? And I find myself ticking them because I know I'm supposed to have seen them. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen Goodfellas. No, I haven't. How am I going to know oh, what kind of potato I am though. if I don't tell the truth? <laughs> yeah, my my wife had uh, only saw Goodfellas for the first time in 2020 and um and she really liked it she i think she always thought she wouldn't like it because you know it's I such think, a good film isn't it, it i watched is scarface film. again the other day actually it yeah. is good but only i don't know it's it's not good fellas i think is a, is a it is great but film. i think people forget like a lot of martin scorsese films they're bloke films, like they're films for men. I think Scarface is as well, because I'm Tony Montana for about two hours after I've seen the film. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like the balls of the man. Coked up. Looking for a fight. Up. We're taking shit from no one. Um, but no, but I find with yeah, I think my wife thought Goodfellas was gonna be just oh, just a bunch of bo- blokes being boring. You know what I mean? Like sort of, you know, sometimes you watch some of it, yeah, like like a wolf of wall street or something and actually you watch it and you're like this is 
you know, this is a bit of fun, but, you know, who is it for? It's basically, it feels like it's for wankers to watch and go like, yeah, I'd love to be like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know, think... yeah. Aspire to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, you don't know if he loves or hates him in that no. film. It's really hard well, to that's get a it. sense of, like, yeah. the complicated relationship he's got with this lead character. Yes. I watched Pulp Fiction again the other day as well. I've got it, like, it's so good. Pulp Fiction is, yeah. Tarantino's an interesting one in it. I think I've, apart from, yeah, I've not liked hardly any of his modern films. You know what I mean? His ones in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, and then I, yeah. And then I watched yeah. Once Upon a Time in America, in Hollywood, sorry. And that is a bloke's film, but I really enjoyed it. I, I think, enjoyed it. I, I could I watch Brad heard Pitt. Terrible in that things Annie about thing. it, but it's, yeah, it's him. He's I mean, he's dreaming, isn't he? Like, this is, like, how, like, uh, uh, sexy is the right word actually i was trying to think of what's the what's the correct word that bit where he's on the roof uh and he gets his top off and he's fixing an aerial and like it's... if they if they phoned you and said will you come up here and suck my dick <laughs> you'd be like yeah i think i'd definitely like after have a moment i mean i don't know brad, brad pitt isn't it? <laughs> you'd be like it's brad pitt you know, like, yeah, I know he's, it, a, he's, a, he's his own sexuality boss. I mean, he just seems like he is. I agree, actually. I think he genuinely is. And also, like, I know because he got a bit of shit, didn't he, last year or the year before when he, like, he's got a new girlfriend, isn't he? Like, and she's like 33 or something. And you know, he's what now? He's probably late 50s. And, yeah. um, and so there's that thing of like going, you know, oh, this, it's that classic creepy, like older man with a younger woman, which I, mean, I think. 33 is all I right. I don't think though, 30s is though. I think 30s is, is, you know, I think the development between like 30s and 50s is probably a lot shallower. Yeah. In terms of difference, like generation may be fine, but it's, but it's not 18. No, it's, it's or a fully grown woman, isn't That's, she? Yeah. She is. But I still, you know, I, but and I he's my, Brad Pitt. But this like, is it. My thoughts, Brad Pitt. My thoughts were it. it's Brad Pitt. Very, I envy the, her. The rules yeah, are different <laughs> for Brad Pitt. Yeah, I mean, I'm so I know it sounds weird, but like if you met if you met a bloke who's fucking who owns a I don't know, a sh, you know, he runs a, a a business and he's just a weird sort of 58 year old bloke who's bit of an arsehole and like you know drives a bmw and gets on the coke at the weekends um and don't he's bring got... me into it man. <laughs> <laughs> but if that if you meet that guy and he's telling you about his 33 year old girlfriend yeah she's fucking 25 years younger than me you would be know, like yeah. this guy's a bit of an arsehole and a bit of a creep My dad brad's going to george clooney and just but you see this fucking 33 year old bit of scrunt yeah, I'm yeah, seeing. yeah of course he's not <laughs> <laughs> he's probably not objectifying her like that. Well, no, I just think, but I just no. think he's Brad Pitt. There is you he's cannot put him in. You cannot put him in the same category as a no, as normal fifty-eight-year-old men. There are some people that yeah. are sort of elevated through their um, attraction. I mean, if she was eighteen or something, you know what I mean. But like thirty-three, is all totally. Right. No, I but, think that's fine. It's, um, that's around the age Nicolas Cage is marrying at the moment, which means I'm still in play, which I'm quite excited by. So. What is Nicolas Cage's? What is his his partner is thirty three. He's he's in the mid thirties. If he goes any lower, then obviously that would be an obstacle to our love. But as it is, he he's a cool dude, isn't he? Old fine. He, he's a weird guy to him. It? Yeah, he must be mental. <laughs> like, I bet he's off his skulls. head. <laughs> he's a nutter. I would like to house share with him. I love him. I just, you, I just love everything about him. Yeah. What a guy. What a, what an absolute bad What man. unique kind of character he is. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the footage of him it doing... looks like Joe Boar, doesn't he? I suppose, yeah, but a little bit. I'd say Joe Boar looks like him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> it's getting the right way around. <laughs> no one started going up to Nick Cage in like Hollywood. highly game. offensive what I said. Sorry. I just going to Nick Cage and go, mate, um, you look like Joe Ball. <laughs> I think Nick Cage gets the top the top spot there. Yeah. Um, but have you ever seen the interview uh, he did on English television in like the late eighties, early nineties? No, it would probably be in the early nineties. And it's where he's off his nut. He's obviously like on something. He's pissed, and he basically just like, the one where he forward rolls in. Yeah, he forward rolls in. And like, sort of, doesn't he throw money at the audience? And yeah. he's just like, ah. And it's like, and so you, anyone else, you'd be like, I hate this guy. But it's Nick Cage, and you're watching him like, this guy looks like so much fun. <laughs> just like, yeah. just want to hang out with his nutter. 
I think he was saying that it was a method acting thing that he kind of absorbed the role. I think that was Snake Eyes or one of his many casino-based films. But um, I've accidentally become a Nick Cage enthusiast because I went through a phase of wishing people happy birthday on Facebook when that was a thing with pictures of Nicolas Cage. Nice. Because I just felt like people weren't making enough effort with their birthday messages. So I committed to a year of Nicolas Cage Cage. happy birthday messages. (laughs) And people just assumed that I fancied him. And by the end, I I did. I told him to myself. He's a cool dude, isn't he? No doubt. My friend saw him at a cake shop once and didn't approach him because she wanted him to be able to eat his cake in peace. And I've never felt the same about my friend. (laughs) No, I would I think I would leave him be. Like I wouldn't. (laughs) No, I wouldn't say? be able to. I don't I'm know. Say Nicholas, uh, all right? Just have a chat. <laughs> I don't know. How are you doing? Will you be on my podcast? <laughs> yeah, I'd, get him on. I, I, I genuinely, I think I would just leave him. I, I think, he, yeah, he must get so much attention all the time. I'd get someone to film it and me, and then I'd go over to him and have a chat. Yeah. I don't know. I reckon he's, he's quite I'm open to being approached, though. <laughs> Otherwise, why would you move to a small village? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be the first person to go over to him. Do you know what I mean? No, it's not. I know. (laughs) I'll expect it. Yes, (laughs) I suppose. I mean, Um, I might not. I might send him a cake. He must be well fun. I mean, I reckon he's. Do you reckon he's? I reckon he's hard to work with. I don't mean that in a like in a bad way. I mean like, do you reckon he's one of them actors that is so intense on set that it's like, oh god, like it's going to be tricky. Yeah, but you know it's all part of the the, the mystery, isn't it? The, yeah. Who is it? Um, is he still making films now? Is it? Yeah, he's I mean, he's not made a film in a while, is he? Yeah, he he's making he... a film about himself at the moment, where he, he plays oh, Nick Cage. Yeah, and life's not treated him very well, so he's playing oh, his, poor a fictionalized version of himself. Well, and his, <laughs> his, his nephew, decisions are, his nephew is yeah. playing a young Nick Cage, and there's a photo of him. He looks exactly like him. It's so unnerving but um there's what's that famous quote about uh is it Laurence Olivier was working with uh, Dustin Hoffman on a film and like Dustin oh the Hoffman, de- where the, he was a dentist in it yeah and Olivier that, was the dentist wasn't it yeah it was it Marathon Man it was, isn't it that's it yeah that's it and yeah but he was in like and Hoff, Hoffman was all method acting on set and just like sort of doing the in character all the time I think it was Laurence Olivier I said to him have you ever thought about acting <laughs> just like <laughs> <laughs> because like, he was like he kept asking. I think Huff Hoffman kept asking him questions like about how to how do I become this character? Well, how do I do this? <laughs> it's just like just try acting, mate. Just pretend in it. Pretend you're someone else. Can we take two plays? That's take all them. The top again. All them old actors. Like, you see interviews with them old, like sort of the the, the Shakespearean sort of Alec Guinness and all them sort of types. They don't. They talk about acting like it is just you know. You just turn it on. You just do it. You just go on. You go on stage, and yeah, boom, yeah. you're a character. There's no fucking spending three weeks eating cakes to try and bulk up for a thing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They yeah, just yeah. they just act. They just did it. And now I think we're. It must be a, a generational thing. I think people were way, way way more pretentious than we used to be, in it. Oh, definitely. Like comedians. Well, I hate those interviews when actors. In- yeah, it's all about them. You know, comedians now. I think we're we're as pretentious as. Actors and I, I, that used to there used to be a massive split. I think actors would have been the more pretentious group, and now comedians are all talking about sort of fucking their craft in their shows and all this stuff. And it's you know, I know ultimately you're just going on and talking about yourself for an hour. Let's it's not over analyze it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, like those interviews. Have you seen them where actors are interviewing other actors? Like Shia LaBeouf would interview someone else, and it's so <laughs> they talk so much shit. <laughs> I really, they're just sucking each other's assholes, and it's like, oh, get a grip. <laughs> uh, I think I might snip that bit out and put it online, mate. Julian finally lets rip on actors. <laughs> it's, Why I know is what you mean. Like it's just, yeah, it's just it's so really much balls. The little bubble they're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know what? I always um thought I, I, Shia LaBeouf was another one. I always thought. I bet he's a fucking nightmare. To, like, well, he's a wrong isn't he? Like, I think he's a bit of a, yeah, I think I've heard that now there's some things coming out, isn't there? Wrong and... Yeah, um, there, yeah. Yeah, I think he's, um, there's some allegations. Um, but he, uh, 
I watched. I, this was about a year ago, maybe before before any of this stuff came out. Like, but I've always just thought, I bet he's a bit of a dick. You know what I mean? He seems it like in interviews. It was always quite sort of hard work. And then I watched him on. Have you seen that thing where they eat the chicken wings? The YouTube show. Is it hot? Oh yeah, hot wings or something. I've seen that. Yeah, and they basically eat a, a, an increasingly spicy selection of chicken wings, and, and while doing an interview, and it's actually it sounds crap, but it's really funny. Like Gordon Ramsay is on it, and like I, I don't like Gordon Ramsay. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know him, but I mean, I don't like his TV persona, and uh, and he actually comes across really funny on it. Like he's very turns out making somebody eat something really spicy really takes the. <laughs> sort of uh the sheen away and they actually you can see the real them and like ramsey can't deal with spice at all like he's got such a bad palate for spice for a professional chef like he, he, he brings like a toolkit of like lemon juice and milk and all these things that he's got to do just to eat it <laughs> but shia labeouf on there is so funny like he really i watched it and i was cracking up and it made me go like oh maybe i've misjudged him and then he's a good it actor out, he's a good actor Probably that's not. it but now it turns out he is actually a bit of a. Maybe he was arsehole. playing the role of somebody who was more Maybe. fun. Maybe, yeah. He did that thing, didn't he? That art installation where he said he'd just sit there and let anyone do anything to him, and then he was surprised <laughs> when people took it too far. It's yeah, like, yeah. You can't ask me for. I know. What, I'm what was in, too I'm far? drawing the cock and balls on your face in Byron. That's you know, that's where I'm at. <laughs> what, what did they do? Did they do stuff like that? People like touching him and. What stuff. is genitalia? So it just didn't go well. But again, what do you Julian's expect? Julian's got an idea for a new show. Yeah. <laughs> Edinburgh Fringe show. Edinburgh on this I got an email. A little about, light bulb moment. I got an email about it this morning because I rolled my show forward to this year and they said they're going to make an announcement this afternoon. I got so, an email as well. They're going to do something, aren't they? Online maybe or something. Yeah, Grim. I reckon. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, do you reckon it will have? I can't imagine it going ahead like as... Yeah, it, um, you, all the, every Edinburgh room, even before coronavirus, was a health hazard. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, mean, I think mine, mine's maximum capacity thirty when we're not in a plague time. So what? That's I mean, there's, there'll certainly be enough seats regardless for what the venue amount is of blokes there. Um, the Mash House, the attic. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's nice. The Mash House. Oh, yeah. Um, so. yeah, it's. Uh, I just can't imagine they're going to be allowed to because it also that it's the same thing of. What if they book it all and everyone's like, "Yeah, let's do it," and then it all falls apart? That I think I think there's going to be too many wary people to commit to a month in Scotland. You know what I mean? So I don't know. So not... There's something in it for Scotland to put something on, though, because their economy basically lives and dies on it in Edinburgh. Yes, so... but they've also been like they've been even stricter than England, haven't they? Like they've not had any live performance. You know, we had that period in London when things opened up last year. Which worked out really well in the end. Question, questionable. It's like, is this safe? Do I care? Uh, it's all right. We'll all put these little shower caps on the microphone. That is yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just wipe it with a wet wipe. Literally, just do that. And that will that will get rid of it. That kills it? Corona. I did. I did <laughs> some the top scientist in the world yeah. can't fucking solve it. Oh, a baby wipe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. This is fine. This is absolutely fine. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I was going around with the ruler because I was doing indoor gigs, making sure everyone's two meters apart. As soon as people sat down, they were pulling their chairs over. And, like, yeah, and you yeah, can't yeah. police. You can't police people. You, I mean, you can't. No, you can't police English people. That's I think the yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah. England, like, you know, I've I really I know I noticed that here, people are much more compliant here. You know, I think they're much more aware of other people around them and like you know i think they just actually have a sense of community whereas england is probably one of the most uncompliant aren't they totally (laughs) uncompliant and i say this as one i'm not saying this like i'm not criticizing i'm saying that i know my you know we we, you know your own don't you but you know we're not you know the amount finding every loophole as well like everyone knew the ins and outs of what you could and couldn't do totally so So, like i think there is that yeah, we were constantly trying to work out how to live as normal a life, like despite the rules, rather than here. I think everyone like in Australia, everyone was just like, right, let's just do what there needs to be done, and then we'll be open. So, and then they, they just had a big long sort of lockdown, and then by November they were all fucking having brunch with each other and stuff, and back to normal essentially. And we were just all like, fucking, I wonder if I can, you know, yeah, yeah, we can have six people in the garden. What if I have 
I'll have, I'll have an extra like five or ten. <laughs> Everyone's just working out shit, and then we're all yeah. really annoyed at when we're like in lockdown again. Like fuck you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So, How did this happen? Because oh, yeah, we were yeah. all just slightly outside of the rules, and combined, yeah. that's but, a fuckload of outside of I the rules. I know. At the same time, it's still those in charge's responsibility to you know, create a system that actually people understand that they get because they get changing the rules and stuff. I think it was much easier for people to go, well, what, what yesterday I couldn't go to a fucking shop and now I can, like, you know what I mean? It's, I think the, uh, this, a decisive, uh, message from the government would have helped because yeah. I'd have voted for you. Thanks. I think I'd be a good politician. You'd but have my vote. The problem is all it would take. It's got a very was, uh, soothing voice, very trustworthy. Yeah. Manner. But if, uh, any journalist listen to any episode of this podcast, I'd, not, I'd, I'd get removed from office. So, I don't well, think. I don't know. Boris has set the bar quite high on what you can write out. Yeah, you? That is true, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think I would have said that, yeah, that, that whole idea that sort of, you know, things you've said in the past will end a career in politics. I think that like the, the Trumps and the Borises of this world have really changed that. I think now... Yeah. You know, now just don't now, accept it. Apparently, don't yeah, apologize. Don't think, accept it. Well, that's. Have you ever read um, uh, John Ronson's "So You've Been Publicly Shamed"? So, I haven't. It's, I I remember the story that inspired it. Yeah, the Justine Sacco woman who yeah, yeah. sat. So he, was that the he, one who got on the aeroplane? Did the tweet? Yeah. Ah. So I mean, it was a, a silly tweet though, wasn't it? But she was taking she was taking the piss out of like the was the, she. Well, the joke was on my way. I'm flying to on my way to South Africa. I uh, hope I don't get AIDS. And then she said, "Of course I won't. I'm white." And the joke there is that you know there's a two tier system in Africa. You go to yeah. South Africa. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The AIDS epidemic. I mean, I'm not saying I'm offended. Just to make it clear at that tweet at all. Obviously, like I don't think it's wrong. But I, it's just a little bit naive, isn't it? Like it's a bit, it's naive, a bit it's, ambiguous. It could be misread. Totally, it wasn't. And yeah, but I think yeah. But if you're just a random who's just not, if you're a celebrity, yeah. you ain't doing that tweet. You know what I'm saying? If it's not, if but you're if you've flying just got off, a couple of hundred followers, it's just yeah, your nonsense. Yeah, really, you yeah. kind of forget that other people who don't know you totally see things out of context. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Really and she done. lost everything, didn't she? she? Yeah, she lost her yeah. job. She lost her job by the time her plane landed. It's brutal. But then he in the book he interviews um what's his name fucking oh god is it Max Mosley the guy who used to work in Formula One he's like a big he was like a rich guy he's like a business type I think he was like yeah and basically he's the one that um the news I think it's the news of the world like basically got photo secret photographs of him at a sex party. And um, he's just like an old toff. Like he was basically getting whipped, <laughs> like chained up and stuff. And it and it's, it's, they ran a story which said like Mosley at a Nazi sex party, and they tried to sort of say it was like there was Nazi memorabilia, regalia and stuff there. And um, he sued them, and what and never ever accepted any like he didn't take any responsibility. Never he, he, he at no point did he ever say he did anything wrong. He said I was at a sex party. But there was no Nazi stuff at all. That was an absolute lie. And he talk, in, in the book, he talks about that thing of never back down. If you get if people are trying to sort of shame you, don't Once ever back, you never apologize accept, as well. Never apologize. Like you, yeah, you can't apologize unless you know, like you're Harvey Weinstein, I guess. Well, no, the thing I is, mean, if, unless you've if you if you if you've done something wrong and you actually want to atone for it, then do apologize. That's that's life. Yeah. But I think if he's talking about this sort of this nature of online sort of like shaming and going after people who say there's something a bit wrong. He, his argument is just never ever admit that you've done anything wrong if you don't think no. you have. Because you play into their hands and they were the never... For- we well, so, I mean, we've come back to the fact that you went There's in, no forgiveness though, is there? Like they Max Mosley. You. <laughs> you went flying Max in. Mosley I went, yes, I was at a sex party, but there was no Nazi <laughs> uniforms actually. Um <laughs> Yeah, but that's the John, the Boris Johnson and Trump thing, isn't it? They throughout Trump's whole time, he did not once ever admit, "Oh, actually, I might have fucked that." Do you know what I mean? It so it was, you. if you say sorry, it's you're, it weakens you, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's so, but and it's yeah. That's in modern politics. That's what I think people just go, "Oh, well, it's better." You know, they, they it's almost like they prefer to vote for somebody who's just would they'd rather somebody lie to them, like brazenly, than be like, oh, "I'm sorry, I messed up." 
which isn't right. Yeah, it's yeah. The, it's the land, you isn't it? Because you know when someone's apologising, they're not really meaning it as well. That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? They're just saying it because they're going to lose something or they're in trouble. Mm. It's not genuine. No. But, I'm sorry um... you feel that way. <laughs> no I'm sorry if that offended anyone. Yeah, that's, that's on you. That is on you. you... Um, we should probably wrap it up in a sec. That was quite a nice bookend to it, actually, coming round to the hairdressers. Um, sorry, I'm just putting some lip balm on, as I was saying. <laughs> I've got very dry lips at the minute. I realise it's because I've been on You've the... You've been I've, in the sun. I've been it's on the, the booze a bit as well this last week. I've been gigging loads and um, just having beers just regular like it, when you're drinking like every day even if it's not only a few beers really does yeah. get your get your lips yeah. dry i um, um didn't drink for a week to feel the benefit of the pub like i really wanted to feel something <laughs> and uh, my skin was amazing and i was livid about it people yeah. have been telling me that they're like oh you'll feel great you'll wake up and you'll feel different i've been like no 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 and yeah they were fucking right yeah i did feel better <laughs> It is, I looked yeah. better. I felt better. I I feel yeah. When I, I if I drink like daily or at least every other day for like a month or something, I just feel bloated and just shit. shit. I'm like, obviously it's bad for you. It's a poison for Christ's sake. Yeah. But it makes me feel <laughs> so nice. <laughs> it makes me so happy. I was um, so happy. But then on Tuesday morning, I was so sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was. I, I was sad today. I um, I I didn't drink much last night at all. But I did this. I did a. I did three gigs in very quick succession, and then the third one was this weird concept show that sort of went quite badly for everyone. Like it, it was a bad. It was a bad idea, and it sort of fell apart. So it was quite a stressful gig to be part of, and um, and then afterwards, me and all the other acts just. Just, just necked a bunch of pints to try and wash it out of our system, and then I got back and I got up at eight o'clock today with, uh, which and I just I was rough. I was like I wasn't sick, hungover, but you know when you just feel like I'm not in a good place. Yeah, not articulate, kind of sluggish. Yeah, I felt, <laughs> I felt just really fragile and vulnerable for about three hours. Um, but then it was fine. Um, you pushed through it, so. I pushed through. It. I went for a big, lovely walk, saw some kangaroos, and now, um, and now we're here. We had a lovely chat. What a great day! What a yeah. lovely day. Wild kangaroos as well, not um, not sort of caged kangaroos. So just at the roadside, just chilling. Well, we went out to this sort of big park. This quite, you know, it's about it's almost an hour's drive out of Melbourne. And um, and it's just there's a big lake and you just walk around just for some and... hunting or something. Yeah, <laughs> we just and we just walk in and then after about forty minutes we just happened upon this uh, this group of kangaroos and after that we saw loads actually we then kept just seeing them off in the trees and stuff just wild kangaroos it's lovely. Um, I don't know if you like I don't know if you like Costa. Vix, but they're doing all drinks for 50p this week i've just been told ah, yeah i'll get on that <laughs> came up on my screen oh right i was wondering I like... what it was i thought like you got an insider like, at costa just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> breaking news guys costa coffee everything is 50p get out there now now, now, now. <laughs> i want all the specialist milk Are you allergic no get that coconut milk in there anyway i might <laughs> buy 200 coffees the uh, julian's so got coffees. um julian's a shareholder of costa coffee he's just <laughs> trying to push up their sales <laughs> um right we'll let you go vix but um so you are well you can you do loads of stuff you've got your you've got a podcast i do the comedy arcade it's a lot of fun show. it's very fun you've both been on separately yeah. my little things. random story i told about my ex um made it onto the radio didn't it and i'm like yeah oh, shit. and i had to tell her <laughs> i didn't I name know. her but quite funny yeah, it got reviewed by like BBC Radio Leicester or something, and then they played the clip. I don't think they actually said your name though. I know, yeah, I was glad really. <laughs> I think it got attributed to Sean, which is absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> Most things do, to be honest. He does take a lot of flack at just poor old Sean. Um, uh, yeah, so we're on to episode up to episode thirty recorded now, which quality. is um, yeah, nice. And what's doing your plans with doing them? Are you going to be doing them in real life? Yeah, so um, I've I won't do one tomorrow for you, aren't I? Yeah, so it's, it's the cutting room floor, which is a new material gig, but we're all going to be at the Cavendish, so oh there's an gosh. actual stage. Oh my god! So there's zero together. audience; it's just on screen. 
Um, yeah, but you get a screen in front us. of you with the Zoom audience people, but we'll be there to laugh at and each other. And the comics, so yeah. Yeah, that'll That's be cool. nice. I'm really looking forward to it. So That's hopefully right. if that works out, I'll make it a regular thing. Um, Live at Limehouse will hopefully be back in the summer when we're allowed to officially congregate. I've got a couple of fringe performances booked for Arcade. So there's one in Brighton on the 1st of June, which is cool. Jen Brister and Zoe Lyons Excellent. on the panel. That's nearly sold out, which is really, considering how far away it is, that was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some optimism. And I'm doing Camden Fringe at the Water Wraps, which is massive. So quite scared that nobody's going to come to that. <laughs> but um, it's a friend on Edinburgh because it runs in August. So yeah, I don't yeah. know who to book because I don't know who's hedging their bets still. Yeah, so. yeah. But I'll be there. <laughs> I paid the higher fee now. I have to be there. Yeah, yeah. But, um, um, yeah, me you're... and Sue's Kempner will definitely be there, even if no one else. Lovely. And you're... Yeah twitter handle instagram business what's the what where can people how can people find you so i'm at pr vix on twitter that is where i think i do my best work um it's, i it's, <laughs> it's my favorite it's one it's... on instagram um because um, i it got pointed out that all of my handles don't make sense none of them relate to any of them <laughs> so, um are you on tiktok have you tried tiktok yet I've got a profile because I did what everybody else did. I saw that other people were getting like a million views and I wanted a piece of it. But then my first video wasn't a success, so I just fucked it off immediately. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I did as well. It's um, it's not, it's, like, it. I, it's a scary one. It's all just people dancing, and I'm not, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't see how it's going to translate. Like for me, it's like, oh, it's great to get a profile out there, but it wouldn't relate to anything that I do no, standard I wise. So it just does, it just feels pointless. I don't so. want loads of 15 year olds or grannies at my show. At my show. They can't buy tickets. <laughs> no, they even be, they can have TikTok. No, they can have it. They can have it. Um, well, thanks for coming on. Okay. It's very fun. And um, Julian, any other business? Um, thanks to all our new Patreons. Um, the get together the other day was good, wasn't it? It was great fun. Um, and we've oh, got some uh, catch ups are on there, and um, that's it. Thanks for listening. What did you whisper there? Under? I, was, I was doing some admin. Under. I don't know. I think I said it was a lot of fun or something like that. <laughs> Just zoned out. <laughs> some it, weirdo. It was, though, and now you've made it sound like it's disingenuous. I did have a lovely time. It was lovely. <laughs> it was lovely. It was, it was really very nice fun. to have you. Thanks Glad for we did it. On. And um and we'll, we'll see lucky. you we'll see you in the real world soon. <laughs> yeah, I'll see Julian tomorrow. So yeah, you, you literally. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sadly on the other side of the world, but oh, boo really yeah, yeah, I'm, really, I'm yeah. loving it. I'm loving it. Um, right. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 I'm alright, bro. <laughs>